What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hill Varsity Club is opening in Omaha this May and is hiring for all hospitality positions. Do you love elevated food, exciting events, and having fun at work? Join our team by applying today at HillVarsityClub.com. Hill Varsity Club will feature a next-level mix of classic sports bar favorites and contemporary creations with indoor and outdoor seating and memorable live events like live music and sports watch parties. We can't wait to grab a burger and a beer at HVC this May. Apply for all front or back-of-house positions now at HillVarsityClub.com. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food and fitness come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen. We are here to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. I'm Sadie. I'm Sasha. And we are powered by Little Movements Apparel. You can find them online at littlemovementsapparel.com. And on Instagram, at Little Movements Apparel, Marissa and Lindsay, the owners of Little Movements, are all about supporting other women, and so are we. So if you're on team color blocking or if you're into prints, Little Movements, they've got you covered. They have the most adorable sets ever. They do. (laughs) And they're comfortable, and like I got a pair of high-waisted leggings full length since I work out in 17-degree weather, like a dumbass but i'm gonna do it um (laughs) but they're super comfortable and soft and like i didn't even it doesn't even feel like you're wearing you don't notice them that's the weirdest thing when you're wearing clothes and you can't even notice that you're wearing clothes right that means they're good yeah yeah it's really weird to say but that means that you're wearing good pants they I keep saying it, but it's like God is hugging your ass. <laughs> like it's it's like someone's just there cradling your butt while you're doing squats, making it look good. By the way, let's talk about how they make your butt look. Those yeah, leggings. They're pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your man your man will like these. Hey, Yo- for the dudes listening to lie. this podcast, look up little movements for your lady. There you go. They're on Instagram at Little Movements Apparel. You can check out their latest inventory there and they do sell out quickly. So as soon as you see something you like, make sure you pull the trigger because who knows if it's going to come back. They, uh, they move real quick mm-hmm. and you want to be able to keep up. You can use our code meathead at checkout to save 20% on your order. Littlemovementsapparel.com. Thanks little movements. You're dope. We love you. Yeah, yeah. So We figured we really needed to cover this because it's a big topic every year. 2020 has been a dumpster fire, (laughs) but we need to address resolutions with the new year that is upon us. Yes. Um, For some people that can mean a whole host of new stresses because you may be wanting to lose some weight or get back into the gym or eat healthier or whatever your resolution may be. But if you want to use the new year as motivation to get into a healthier lifestyle, we want to help make that a little bit easier for you. Yes. Don't don't take this episode as an endorsement for resolutions mm-hmm. because it is not. Yeah. Um, we are under the belief of if you want to start and make a lifestyle change, fucking do it today. Yeah. Like there's no better tomorrow. day. There's no better day than today to start. But if you do need that little bit of added accountability or whatever it is that you're looking for with a New Year's resolution, that's totally fine. And uh, we're going to help you 
figure that out today because yeah. it can be stressful. It really can be. And as a disclaimer, we have always wanted to set you up for success here at MTK. We don't love resolutions in the vein of starting January 1 as we've kind of just touched on yeah. because it doesn't set you up for long-term success. And it's been proven by countless studies that resolutions typically do not stick. You already probably know that for yourself by doing this to yourself every year. I feel like I am one of the rare people. I started as a resolutioner, but mm-hmm. I started as a resolutioner and it was like my 15th time restarting. So right. I don't know if it really counts if it's your 15th time if right. you're resolutioning, but that was just our excuse because you know what? The gym specials are great after the first year. They really of the are. Yeah. So that is one thing to mention with the first of the year happening. Um they will offer the resolution deals. So if you're looking to join a gym, the first of the year is a really good time to do it because they swing some deals to get you in the door. Yeah, they do. Um, so that is something to keep in mind. But let's let's get into resolutions and all the things that I guess we think are wrong with resolutioning. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to come out the gate swinging and I might not make friends with this statement, but that's okay. Detoxes are bullshit. They are. They're diet fad bullshit. They come marketed under a few different names, usually as cleanses or detoxes, but beware. They're expensive, they're often not proven, and they often don't even do anything but make you feel like shit. And so here's one thing that always like kind of blows my mind. So basically when I think of a detox, it's just an expensive shit to me. Uh Like why waste your money on taking expensive shits? Like your body produces shit for free. You um, and I'm talking about pooping. Yes, actual poop. <laughs> this is how your body detoxes: poop and pee, and I, air you breathe out. Yes. I also want to bring up that this is a form of starvation, which doesn't do anything for anyone in the long run. Yeah, it's it is sticky territory, and it's in the news again because Lizzo just did a juice detox, and mm. to each their own. I'm not here to fucking tell you what to do. I'm right. not your mother. I'm not a doctor. I'm not your nutritionist. If you have those people, seek their input if you need some. Personal opinion, personal experience, all detoxes do is spike your sugar from all the juice that you're drinking mm-hmm. and cost you a lot of money. Yeah. They're, they're and make expensive. you shit water. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to yeah. be angry. And you're going to feel like crap. Your body's getting the vitamins that you need, but you're not eating for like a week. You need yeah. that, like the, the chewing and yeah, your yeah. brain needs that. Yeah. So you don't need to do a detox for real. That's why your body has lungs, a liver, kidneys, a bladder. Your body's pretty seamless and self-contained when mm-hmm. it comes to being a system. So drinking hot lemon water with cayenne pepper and honey every morning isn't really going to do much for you other than give you hella heartburn every day. Right. Like, and again, your body produces poop and pee for free. It doesn't have to be, it's not going to be spicy poop or pee, <laughs> Well, it can but be. it's still free. And when you say it out loud, drinking hot lemon water, does that, does that sound healthy to you? Right. If it isn't marketed to you and you think about it at its base, you're paying for water and which is also pepper. free Yeah, and you probably have cayenne or some kind of spicy in your And lemon cabinet. juice in the fridge. Like it's basically what we're saying is they're a waste of money. They can be. Yeah. Cleanses don't always, but often lack the important nutrients that you need in your daily diet and keeping your body from receiving those nutrients can make you feel pretty shitty. Um, I'm going to do a personal example here in a minute. Most of these liquids aren't nutrient or calorie dense. So your body's not going to be very happy with you if you stick to this cleanse for very long. Yes, there are calories in juice. There are nutrients. There are sugars there are flavors but you can't get protein Mm -hmm. content out of a juice Mm -hmm. like you can 
a piece of tofu, a piece of steak, a piece of chicken, a piece of fish. Like juice is not a substitute for whole foods. Right. And this, this goes back to feeding your body, which we've talked about ad nauseum on this podcast. You don't need to starve yourself. If you really want to detox, focus on consuming one ingredient foods. One ingredient foods is exactly what it means. Eggs, chicken, rice, vegetables, fruits, et cetera, et cetera. It is one ingredient. If it's a one food, it's a whole food. Yes, exactly. And you are going to get nutrients out of that, but you're taking out all the processed crap by focusing on eating one ingredient foods. Yep. And when you look at these cleanses, a lot of these liquids aren't high in carbs, fat, or protein. So if you're trying to work out on top of this juice cleanse, you're really setting yourself up for disaster. You might get an adequate amount of vitamins like A and C, but cleanses often lack calcium, B vitamins, iron, zinc, and essential fats, among other nutrients. You need B vitamins to live. You know what happens when your body doesn't get B vitamins? Your hair starts to fall Mm -hmm. out. And you feel real shitty. That's happened to me. I went vegan and didn't supplement my body correctly. Yeah. And I didn't get enough vitamin B or iron. And I lost hair. Yeah. We had a, uh, our great Dane Gino that passed away a couple years ago. Before he had his major health problem, he was vitamin B12 deficient. So he lost a ton of weight. And we almost lost him because he was not getting enough. He, Even dogs He wasn't need producing B12. B12. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's a big nutrient that people overlook that you need to live. B12 is it a very, very It helps you absorb nutrients. Yes. Yes. It's what makes you be able to take in other nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go to a doctor and they tell you that you're low on B12, that is cause for concern and you should be supplementing. And it's cheap. It is B12 so cheap. is cheap. Yeah. It's one of those really cheap ones that if you're a vegetarian or a vegan and you're listening right now and you're not supplementing your routine with B12, you should be. You really should be. It will benefit you. You'll get so much more nutrition out of the food that you're eating. Yeah. Um, but like you listen to all those things that these juices don't have, and then you're working out on top of it. That's not very sexy sounding. Like you're yeah. going to crash in the first five minutes. You're sweating all the stuff out that you just drank. Yeah. Like you're you're going to like, you're, you're literally working out on empty. I don't know if as you're listening to me right now, whether you're agreeing or thinking we're crazy, but if you've ever <laughs> done a juice cleanse before, you know the level of hangry. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I, I would liken it with people that are quitting cigarettes fucking yeah. angry. Well, like, your body is in starvation mode. You're yeah. literally, you're starving yourself. You're mad. When your body goes into starvation mode, it holds on to any, everything you're putting into it or not putting into it. Mm-hmm. Everything. And usually that comes in the form of fat. It's holding on to all of your fat because it goes into conservation mode because it doesn't want you to die. Yes. I'm not saying detoxes will kill you, but your body is under the assumption that you aren't, you don't know when you're going to eat next. Yeah. And you don't want that. You don't want to, you want to keep your body on its toes when it comes to your fitness routine, but not when it comes to what you're putting into your body as far as nutrition. You want that to be pretty similar every day because you need a good baseline every day to go out and kill whatever shit you're going to do that day. So do you want to add insult to injury? Remember those five days where all you wanted was a French fry, but you drank that juice instead? You're likely going to gain back any weight that you lost because like we said, you're in starvation mode. And then when you start adding food back in, your body's going to hold on to all of that too because it is still in starvation mode. Yeah. And when we, we'll talk about metabolic damage and stuff down the line once we get a little bit more nuts and boltsy into this podcast. Um, And that's what, when we talk about metabolic damage, that's what we refer to when you upend your, your system so much that it's like, I don't, 
what? Huh? I don't know what to do, so I'm going to go down to the lowest level I possibly can. And if that happens, you need to look into a refeed immediately. Yes. Immediately. Do, or actually, you know what? Just talk to your doctor. Yeah. Just call your doctor. If you are in any like weird limbo territory because you tried some like fad diet or juice cleanse or whatever, please talk to a doctor. You probably fucked up your metabolism. I can almost guarantee it did. And I've you're done gonna it. have to reverse slowly the damage that was done and by that's doing gonna, so. That's gonna require you to eat more food. Yep. Which Sorry. is sounds counterintuitive, but to keep your body running, you need food. We've talked yep. about this before. Like food yep. is the most basic fuel source. Also, when we're talking about food, don't murder yourself with cardio or training in general. Like we've discussed the importance of not getting too much too soon when it comes to fitness or using fitness as a punishment for something that you ate. If you dive in too much, you're going to be sore for days. Or mm-hmm. worse, you're going to injure yourself because your body wasn't ready to run five miles on the first day at the gym. Right. And if you're wanting to add fitness to your life, whatever your reason is, set attainable goals. We've talked about this a ton before. It's on your MTK bingo card. But as Holly we said on our last episode, focus on doing more than nothing. Mm-hmm. Small goals make up bigger goals. Always. Like, yeah. you, like that's just how it works. They're like... Small goals are the snowflakes that make up the snowball. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. Like, I can tell you when I started almost six years ago, my goal was to just be able to get through the Turbo Fire 90-day program mm-hmm. without dying. Yeah. And I did. And then after that, you know what? I moved on to a different thing. And a different. it just keeps adding up. We keep talking about adding those wins together. This is what we're talking about. If you do more than nothing, at least every day, go take a five-minute walk. That five-minute walk will turn into a 10-minute walk. will turn into a 15, into a 20, into a 30, and maybe a run after that. Like, you never exactly. know where you're going to end up. So just, yeah. just get moving because something is better than nothing. I've had this conversation uh, with my, my friend Sarah recently, too, because she's kind of getting back into fitness. And she's been like, this sucks. It's really uncomfortable. I hurt. And I'm like, I know. And I know you're not doing this for – like, I know you're doing it to feel better. So just do something. Right. Like, just do something. And – that's the one thing, like, in the beginning, I think for pretty much everybody, it fucking sucks. Oh, absolutely. It's not fun. It's and not it enjoyable. Is, it is uncomfortable. But once you get past uncomfortable, you start seeing the changes. Yes. You kind of settle in. It becomes part of your routine. You can't build a snowman without snow. Yeah. You need snow first. Yeah. So your the hard shit is your snow. Yeah. <laughs> think about all the times, like, you've been in a new job. And you've been uncomfortable and you don't know what you're doing. And then in three weeks, you're like, oh, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was. That's exactly what going to the gym is like. You just need to make it through that first three or four weeks. They're going to be your worst. And once you're through that month, you're gold. Yeah. Um, A lot of people take up running as a New Year's resolution. And if that, that sounds like something that you're interested in, we recommend trying out something like the Couch to 5K plan. Um, if you want to get into rowing, I recommend watching a whole lot of videos on proper form and then checking out something like the peat plan. These are things where they are made for you to start from zero Mm -hmm. and work your way up. So in the peat plan, I think you get up to rowing a 10 K. Yeah. Which is the equivalent basically of running a 5 K. Exactly. Yeah. It's typically you, if like you're, it's like half. Basically. Yeah, it's like a 50% yeah. addition or whatever. I don't remember what the... There is a transfer. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it is right now off the top of my head because it's been a minute. But um, those are two things that we suggest if you are looking to work on cardio first, yeah, uh, couch to 5K or the peat plan. But if you're going to row, please be very sure that you're good on form first because you can hurt yourself with that. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't want to use an app to help you get yeah. up and running, like 
people, I recommend that people try running around the block. Takes about five minutes of your time and anybody can do anything for five minutes. Yep. If you can't run the whole block, like split it up. Splits are actually like, they can be a ton of fun. Eventually you build up to a mile or more. Splits are running for a certain amount of time, like 30 seconds, then walking for 30 seconds for 20 minutes. Yeah. You could turn that into a hit cardio workout. And exactly. You're yeah. I mean, splits are a great way to build up your endurance and your distance. Yep, for sure. They really are. Um, and they're great in any modality of cardio, actually. Like yeah. biking, um, rowing, running, any other, what other form, swimming? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not super well versed in the world of cardio because I'm not big friends with it, but <laughs> um, it's there. So you just need to find what you like, try it out for a couple minutes every day. And I bet before you know it, you'll be hooked. Yeah. You will. You'll, be, you'll surprise yourself. <laughs> the feeling that you get after a good workout and then after a set of good workouts and then after a week of good workouts and a month and a year and it just, like we said, it adds up and it just makes you feel good. Yeah. And don't ever forget, this is a huge point that we like to drive home. Exercise is a celebration of what your body can do. It's not a punishment for what you put in your mouth. Please, please, please remember that always. I want your, a shirt that says food is fuel. Yeah. Food is also for enjoyment, but mm-hmm. above everything else, food is fuel. It is literally the only to, way we have to fuel our bodies. Yes. And it's just to, like you have to have it to live, it. to you be alive. It. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're working out or not. You need food to be alive. Yeah. But looking at food as earned or otherwise, it affects your relationship with food in a negative way. When <laughs> you look at food as earned or otherwise, it affects your relationship with food in a negative way. And repairing your relationship with food could be a positive goal. Then maybe that could be your goal you if you want a resolution. With that. Start with that because honestly, the food part is the hardest part of this equation. Yep. The, Everything else will fall into place. Figuring out but... how to make it, how much you should eat, mm-hmm. when you should eat, what you should eat. That shit's confusing, and that's going to require some troubleshooting on your part. We have a podcast about it. We do. We have a so couple. Reference those. We've got like the first 10 episodes we set up to kind of be like an encyclopedia for beginners. Mm-hmm. So if this is the first episode of Meathead Test Kitchen you're hearing, please join us at episode one and work your way back up to this one so that you can kind of like listen to this one, obviously, yeah. because there's a lot of things that you can get from this with being day one. But um, we talk a lot about macros. We talk a lot about how your macros should be broken out into percentages, what you should be eating if you need to fill certain macros. If you're vegetarian or vegan, we can help you with that. Like, And don't forget, meatheadtestkitchen.com has a ton of information for you. Mm-hmm. We've got recipes. We've got meal plan templates. We've got training notebook pages. We've got substitution guides. We've got all of our show notes from our past episodes up there. So there's so much there for you if you're starting today and you're feeling very intimidated go hit our website. There's a lot of things there that are going to help make your life easy when you're starting this process because we've been there. Yeah. And if you can't find it, you can always email us, hello at meatheadtestkitchen.com. You can find us on the interwebs. Oh, yes. We're there all day. Uh, Facebook is uh, Meathead Test Kitchen. Twitter is at MTK Staff. You can find uh, Meathead Test Kitchen on Instagram. You can find both of us on Instagram. And TikTok. We're everywhere. We are on TikTok. You, you can't escape us. Right. <laughs> ha ha ha. Suckers. So when we're talking about having a positive relationship with food, this is one that I really feel like we need to mention as well. Don't restrict entire food groups. 
And I am going to say this with a caveat, unless you're eating to address a certain physical ailment. Yes. Do not, please do not restrict entire food groups. So we covered this point actually, and don't go cold Turkey, one of our first episodes, but it's worth mentioning again, because a lot of people do stuff like completely cutting out sugar, doing whole 30 or trying non-therapeutic keto on January 1. What do I mean when I say non-therapeutic keto? That you're doing keto for weight loss and you're not doing keto to deal with epilepsy, MS, uh, any of the autoimmune disorders that keto is actually shown mm-hmm. to help with. Keto's not the enemy. Keto is weight loss. Yes. Is not a good thing. Right. Keto Absolutely. in and of itself is fine. Right. But using it for weight loss, like, we just don't we support don't because you're... That. You're, you're restricting entire food groups that you don't need to be restricting to lose weight. And it's like we talked about with the juice cleanses. Like yeah. you take carbs away from your body for so long. Once you reintroduce them back, your body's going to hold on to every single one of them. Yep. And, and you're not going to like what happens. <laughs> no, you're not. I know we say this stuff like quite a bit and it like it goes against every single thing that we've been told for a really long time by the diet industry, but fad diets are labeled that for a reason. They're not sustainable and they go out of style frequently. It's like clothing. Mm-hmm. At one point we were told not to eat eggs and chicken. Remember that. Remember when butter was an enemy? Yes. Butter is one of the best fat sources if you can eat dairy. Yes. Cause you can use it in everything and it's relatively like if you're just using butter, you're not using that much. Exactly. It's like a tablespoon. Not like eating a stick of butter. No. <laughs> and if you're into that, okay, cool. But, like, don't restrict yourself from foods that you enjoy. You can still totally have the foods you enjoy. Yes. Um, when you cut out entire food groups, you're really going to sabotage yourself in a couple of ways. The first way is that you're going to, again, like, like using exercise as a punishment, you're going to associate negative feelings with certain foods. And if you cut them out together, all together... That is a, another slippery slope into disordered eating, and you don't want to do that. The second yeah. way you can screw yourself is that your body's going to rebel against you if it doesn't get what it needs. And like I said earlier, I learned that I don't make enough iron when I went vegan many years ago. I had an iron deficiency. My nails got brittle. My hair got dry. I had alopecia areata for a year in my mid-20s. That was a lot of fun, being 24 and having bald spots because you didn't give your body what it needed because you were right. on fat burners and not eating meat. Right. Like it's not healthy. No, no. Learn from our mistakes, <laughs> please. Like don't do it. I've come very close to wrecking myself with this shit and I don't want to see that happen to you. Like, right. It's not fun. It's not fun. If you're stressed about carbs, relax. Just focus on putting high quality whole carbs in your face hole instead of the more processed stuff. Have a cracker. Eat the bread. Just eat better quality crackers or breads. Right. If you want the goldfish crackers or the Oreos, have a couple. Yeah. Portion it out. Make it fit into your numbers. It's fine. We're not here to tell you that you can't do stuff, (laughs) but we're here to recommend that you don't do things that we've tried that are awful. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. That's the making it suck less part of this podcast. Yeah. Because the more that you restrict your intake, the harder it is to adjust. You want to remember that when you're deciding what changes you want to make in your nutrition plan, because you want these changes to last. Yeah. So the more large, broad, sweeping changes you make on the front end, the more you're going to set yourself up for failure. I'm not going to say that you're going to fail. You might not fail. Some people don't, but the odds are that you're going to have a massive slip up and it's going to make you feel really terrible about yourself. And you're just going to quit altogether. Just like you're building snow, like snowballs with snowflakes. You can also fall down all the way down the hill. Yeah. Like 
by restricting stuff. Then yeah. you binge on it. Then you feel then you feel shame because you binged on it, and then that creates a cycle in and of itself. And you know what? Sometimes just you're, have it. You're gonna binge. You're gonna binge sometimes, and that's something that I don't feel like gets mentioned enough. Yeah. Um, because in the world of fitness and nutrition, everybody likes to come off as a fucking robot. Right. Like we're all these perfect bodies with muscles and we just eat kale and chicken and carrots all day. And it's like, no. Yeah. (laughs) No. If you want the Snickers, have one every now and then. You want to be able to live with the changes that you're making. Exactly. This is. And be, have it be sustainable and enjoyable at the same time. We want you to get something out of this other than just maybe becoming a more fit version of yourself. Like, yes, we've said this before. The weight loss is a great perk. Mm-hmm. The the aesthetics is a great perk. But the way that you feel about yourself. Yes. That's what we really want yeah. for you. We really want you to feel great in your own skin because we know how fucking because hard that is. you're doing it for you. Yeah. One thing that you can do too, like if you just want to start doing something, a positive thing for yourself. Yeah. And you don't necessarily, like, you're not, I don't really want to change everything I'm eating. I don't really know that I really want to work out all the time. I say just start with something small like tracking your food Yep. for a month. I said a week or two in my notes, but legit do it for a month. Yeah. It is a little tedious, but you'll know exactly what and how much you're eating. Mm-hmm. Tracking your food can also clue you into some of what your triggers are to overeating and things like that. Are you eating because you're bored? Are you eating because you're stressed? Knowing this stuff about yourself significantly helps you be more aware and helps you keep on track and helps you be aware of the changes because stuff like that is going to crop up. Like we're all human. We all get stressed out, but you'll be surprised. Like it's going to keep you accountable. Maybe if you don't actually want the Snickers and it's just because you're pissed off and that's why you want one, maybe you change instead of eating the Snickers, you go for a walk because you're pissed off. Yeah. And write down that you wanted the Snickers. Just make a note that you wanted it. I wanted it. Yeah. What are you feeling? Why did you want it? Do you actually want the Snickers? I guess is what my point is here. Because sometimes you don't actually want the Snickers. Right. It's just a habit that you do because something else is happening. Right. And it's there. So you just get it. Exactly. And that's fine. If you decide that you do want the candy bar, have the candy bar. Have it. Have the candy bar. But I think being aware of that stuff, like I know why I binge sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Almost always anger or stress. So instead of doing that, and I kind of wanted to uh, cover this on our next episode as a follow-up to the resolutions, like just habits, Mm -hmm. how habits work. Because I think understanding that is a really huge, like, inward reflection. Yes. And, like, knowing what what the triggers are of some of this stuff. Knowing how your habits work is really cool because then you can realize, like, you recognize your own flags before you even realize it's mm -hmm. a flag. It's like, oh, Yeah. Oh, okay. But I know, and I know that like tracking food sounds probably God fucking awful to someone who isn't already doing it. Yeah. But over time I've come to rely on it because I want to know, like, I don't want to mindlessly eat through my day. Yeah. I just want to know what I'm putting in my body. I know that I'm on track. I don't have to weigh every single thing I eat, but I just want to know what I did eat. Yeah, eyeball it and just keep a daily inventory. You'd be surprised at what kind of patterns you see out of that. Absolutely. The other thing that's interesting about when you log your own food, and when we talk about like fad diets, Whole30 is one that comes up a lot. Whole30 is like the elimination diet from hell. Mm. Um, 
But the cool thing about when you take a food inventory is you can kind of see the correlation between when you ate your meal, what you ate, and how you feel a couple hours later. So mm-hmm. it helps, like it helped me figure out that I was sensitive to dairy. Right. That's how I figured it out. Or it indicate is it shows you why you're hungry. Yeah. So frequently, yeah. it's probably the quality of food. Yeah. Like if you're hungry every hour, what are you eating? You need something more filling. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not, like, it's also interesting to see, here we go, we're going to talk about poop. It's like the 15th episode in a row, talk about (laughs) poop. But hey, man, we talked about detoxes, and pooping is a form of detox. (laughs) So uh, the more fiber you eat in your diet, you will see that transfer over to better poops. Um, And you're full. And you're full. But you'll also see the timing of your poops change. Yeah, you will. The quality of food really, really, like... I know that we stress this a lot and we have had a whole entire podcast about this, but the quality of food you're eating can drastically change everything your for you. Your skin. Yes. Your digestion. If you had a, a something from Burger King for breakfast, you're probably going to be hungry pretty quick after because it's not filling food. Yeah. It tastes good. It's, it's highly palatable, but it's also highly processed. There's yeah. not a lot in there. There's a lot of fat. Yeah. And, Pretty bad carbs. Got a little so bit of protein. Though. Tastes so good. It is though. delicious. Oh. But you're going to be hungry. You are in an hour, hour and a half. You are. Um. So don't don't overthink it. But also just write it down. Track. Just yeah, write it, it down. It can just be a note. You can just have a sticky pad on the on the refrigerator yeah. door, and every time you go to grab a snack, just write, write it, it down. on your list. You don't have to be like, oh shit. But it does make you aware of what you're about to eat. Yeah. Sometimes stuff as small as that makes you pick the healthier option. Because yeah. you're like, I don't really feel like writing down a whole roll of Oreos. And it's not <laughs> it's not to make yourself feel bad about no, your choices by any means. to be aware. Yeah, you just, just want to be, be aware. You want to be clued in on what you're doing. Because we as human beings, sometimes we are like robots. And we, I make this joke a lot. Uh, if you've ever played The Sims, mm-hmm. I feel like we're all Sim characters right now <laughs> while we're stuck in our houses. Yeah. But... Um, we just run on autopilot. You know how your sim has free will where it'll go like do the dishes and then go take a shower and then it decides it wants to get in the pool. When you actually start to take account of your habits, your tiny little daily routines that you've never really put much thought into, that is a game changer. Because when you can recognize your habits around food, that makes it a lot easier to recognize your habits around everything else. Yeah. Absolutely. Because as we mentioned before, food is such a major key in our lives. It is the building block for all of us, for every single creature on this planet. Yeah. You got to learn how to live with it. Yeah. So you need to find, you need to find however method that is for you. So if, if you want to try, you know, making the list as you pull something out, don't weigh everything right away. If you want to start out just knowing what you're eating, do that, then move on to weighing stuff. Yep. If you need a food they scale, have, like, we've got a great one listed on our website, meatheadtestkitchen.com in the shop. So go we, check that out. We have a template too yeah. to write down what you ate that day. Yeah, we have a, yeah. a weekly meal planner yeah. up actually. Yeah. So you can actually go in and start planning some of or your meals. if you don't want to use that, they have, I like I like planners. So do I. <laughs> I'm a planner nerd. And, and like sticky notes and stuff like that. But if you want to have some fun with it so it's not so tedious and it's something you kind of start looking forward to, Get a sweet-ass notebook yeah. and some sweet-ass pens. Make um, it fun for yourself. Honestly, just being – I bring I brought up the tracking thing because I think it is super important just to – just legitimately just for awareness. I'm not saying dive into your macros yeah, and no, figure all that shit not out. Not at all. Not just, yet. Just keep track. Just write it down. Yeah. If, and you know. If you're struggling with knowing what you're eating, just, just write it down. Right. It's easy. 
Um, the resources are out there and they're, they're everywhere. So if you need some help with that, definitely hit us up. Hello at meatheadtestkitchen.com and we'll be sure to point you in the right direction. All right. One more thing that I'm going to say that's going to probably make someone else really upset in the industry, but eh, it's what I do. Fit teas are bullshit. So are fat burners. Supplements in general can be a slippery slope because it's really hard to tell what works and what doesn't. Oftentimes, most supplements aren't even FDA approved. So keep that in mind when you're shopping for supplements to add to your arsenal. And also, supplements are just that, supplementary. If you're not already doing the work, don't worry about supplements. Mm -hmm. If you're not already training, don't worry about any of that yet. Take a multivitamin, supplement your B vitamins if you need to, wherever you're in your daily life wherever mm-hmm. you're lacking in your nutrients, supplement those. But as far as like workout supplements, I would say for the most part, don't really worry about it yet. Maybe a pre-workout. Yeah. Fit teas are garbage. The only thing that that expensive, crappy tasting leaf water is going to do for you is make you shit your life away. All fit teas are are diuretics and laxatives. Why do you think you lose so much weight when you drink them? They dry you out and they make you poop. Mm-hmm. Sorry, fit teas. You're <laughs> bullshit. They make you sick to your stomach too. And you have no fucking idea what's in them. Right. Like that is the scariest thing about supplements, in my opinion, is that a lot of times they're not even, you don't even really have a list of what's in there. Right. And that scares the shit out of me. Like as somebody that I've done drugs, I've drank alcohol, I've done a lot of stupid shit in my life. And for me to say, hey, supplements are scary, I feel like is a big red flag. Absolutely. That is literally why I lost hair. Beware of anything that has a quote unquote proprietary blend in it. If they can't tell you exactly what is in that pill, don't take it. Also, while we're talking about supplements, this is a plea from me to you. Please stop taking melatonin for sleep. I'm going to say it again. Please stop taking melatonin for sleep. Why? Melatonin is not a sleep aid. It's a hormone. Your brain produces it in response to darkness. Yes, melatonin does help you sleep, but your brain makes it to help you sleep. It helps with the timing of your circadian rhythms, which is your 24-hour internal clock, and it helps you fall asleep. Being exposed to light at night can block your melatonin production, and research suggests that melatonin does play other important roles in the body beyond sleep. This is all per the Mayo Clinic, by the way. Um, When you use melatonin nightly, to try to sleep better, you're essentially giving yourself hormone therapy. There have been several studies that have come out in the last 12 to 16 months where people are like, please stop taking melatonin. If you give your body additional melatonin after long enough, it's going to stop making its own. If you watch King of the Hill, there's an episode of King of the Hill where he gets put on testosterone and Peggy hyperdoses his testosterone. She gives him too much and Mm -hmm. his body stops making it. Like, You can do that to yourself with melatonin. I have friends that give their kids melatonin for sleep, and I have been like, yo, please stop. Please stop. Yeah. Not only does it fuck up your hormones, but it can make you have really weird dreams. Like, have you ever been on Oxy? Have you ever taken Oxy before for a surgery or anything? No. Dude, Oxycontin gives you the wildest fucking dreams. I about jumped off the bed. (laughs) Melatonin? pretty close. That's just my personal experience with melatonin. It makes me have really bizarre dreams and it makes me feel hungover in the morning. Yeah. It kind of gives me that Benadryl hangover when you take Benadryl to sleep. So you don't, you don't want to take melatonin for sleep. If your body's not making enough melatonin, go to a doctor. If you're having sleep issues, go to a doctor. They can help you with that. They will actually give you a medication that can help you sleep or try a CBD product. Yeah. CBD is a great legal substance that can help you get better sleep. 
the U.S. is the only country where you can buy melatonin over the counter. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty big red flag right there as well. So if you're yellow, using melatonin as a sleep aid, we urge you to see a doctor before you quit because you could be disrupting your hormone production, and that's not good. Yeah. So in summation, please don't take melatonin. <laughs> love me. <laughs> Meathead Test Kitchen is proud to be a Herd at Media podcast. If you love us, please subscribe, rate, and review. Heart we will love emojis. you forever. Yes. We appreciate you guys listening. Yes, thank you for hanging out with us. We know that you have a lot of choices for what you could listen to during your day, and we really appreciate that you hang out with us. So please don't fall into the resolution trap. We want to see you succeed, and that means that just make that change now. If you want to make a change, do it because you want to do it. Don't do it on an arbitrary day because Instagram makes you feel like you have to. Don't do it because some other person is pressuring you to do it. You should never do anything someone else is pressuring you to do, by the way, if you're not comfortable with it. And that is in every, every space of life, mm-hmm. be it fitness or not. If you have any questions, we're always here to help. Hit us up. Hello at meatheadtestkitchen.com. We've been in your shoes. So when things get hard, don't hesitate to lean on us. That's literally why we're here. You can find us on Instagram and feet, or, and feethead. Jesus. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Meathead Test Kitchen, on Twitter, MTK Staff, TikTok, Meathead Test Kitchen, and you can find our personal accounts all over the place as well if you're bored. Hit up our website for useful shit like show notes, recipes, training logs, substitution guides, and our Amazon store filled with some of our favorite stuff. Hopefully, you feel comfortable enough to start your fitness journey if you're listening to this as motivation for your first workout. You can do it, but you don't necessarily have to wait for January 1st. So if you want to kill it, go kill it now. You've only got a couple days left till the beginning of the year. You're good. You're good. You can do this. We got you. Me Head Test Kitchen, out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. MTK.